Amen. So Matthew chapter 27, it's a long chapter, but I think it's important that we take the time, especially this time of year as we're getting ready to celebrate Easter and uh, the crucifixion, to look at the entire uh, crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And I want to, uh, we're going to look at several verses in this passage today, but I want to start out right now in verse 11 of Matthew 27. And it says, And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him, Never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Now, notice here, Jesus is on trial. And we... We know Jesus did absolutely nothing. But, you know, let's think about it for a minute, though, okay? Does anybody get put to death for nothing? I mean, do do multitudes get mad at people just for nothing? Because Jesus actually did do something, and really what his crime was is he told the truth. That's really what it was. You know, he upset the establishment. He mainly upset not the multitudes. He upset the religious leaders. They didn't like what he was preaching because, you know, it was hurting them. People were following after Jesus instead of following after them. They were listening to Jesus over them. So we see in this story, they stirred up the multitude. They got the multitude all fired up. They convinced the multitude that they should be upset. And then, of course, everybody's crying out, you know, to Pilate to crucify Jesus, and he just kind of goes along with the mob and does uh, what they want him to do. But folks, there is no doubt, there, I mean, it's, it's unquestionable that the crucifixion of Christ, Jesus willingly going to the cross the way he did, he proved he could have stopped it. When the soldiers came to get him, he just said, I am he, and they all fell down. Okay? Jesus could have stopped the crucifixion at, at any moment, but he didn't because What he was about to do was necessary to save mankind. He had to go to the cross, not for his sake, but for our sake. And hands down, no question, the greatest act of love that was ever performed in human history and ever will be performed was Jesus Christ going to the cross. No question about that. You know, people, when they, there's no question if you were to, even in the world today who, for the most part, does not like Jesus, if you were to say, who is the most loving character in all of history, they'd say Jesus Christ. In fact, whenever people think that we're not being loving, what do they often do? They often say, you should be more like Christ. You need to be loving like Christ. You know, if you people were just more like Christ, people would love you. But let me ask you. Was Jesus being responded to very well here in the story when he's doing the most loving thing that had ever been done? How was it being handled? How were the wicked responding to this great love? And that's the title of the message, how the wicked respond to love. Because understand, there are, you know, decent people out there who respond good to love. You know, there are people out there when you preach them the gospel, they're glad to hear it. They're anxious to receive that. But there's some people out there, they're just wicked. They're just evil. They just want to harm. They just want to hurt. And they don't respond well to it all. In fact, they get violent towards you. And that's exactly what they did with Jesus. So, you know, not enough can be said about the act that Jesus Christ did. There's no song that does justice to the love that he showed. There's no poem that could ever be written that could do justice to the act of love that he showed. There is no uh, great, there, there is no other act that we could even compare to what Jesus Christ did. This was the single greatest expression of love that there ever was. And so what's interesting about it, though, 
is that it was perceived as something completely different. Everything that Jesus did on his ministry, it was not looked at as this great loving thing. It was often, in fact, what we read in the passage, verse 11 through 14, we're seeing accusations thrown at him. We're seeing Jesus being accused of things. And, you know, and, and you know, Pilate's like, man, do you not hear all these things you're being accused of? And you've got nothing to, you've got nothing to say about this? And he marveled at this. He'd never seen anything like this. I mean, obviously, with all the things that people are saying about you, Jesus, there must be something wrong with you. And isn't that the way it usually goes? I mean, isn't that usually proof? You know, I mean, if, if what the masses are thinking, if that's what proves truth, then Jesus should be a bad guy. Okay. Hey, if what the masses are thinking about our church right now, we should be bad, right? Right. I mean, but, you know, if we actually examine our works, we actually find out we're very loving. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, I just found out this week. We're, we've been registered by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group. And, I, and, I, and you know, <clears throat> I obviously don't agree with that. You know, I, I think we are actually probably the most loving group in the state of Illinois, if you ask. I, and I believe that. And you know what? Say, so, well, what does that mean that the Southern Poverty Law Center declared us a hate group? I'll tell you what it means. Watch this. I declare the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group. And you know what? I got a good mind to registry, and I'm going to put them on there. What did that accomplish? It'll make people that like us feel good, maybe. And it makes so you know it's stupid. All right, it's stupid. It's, let's not even get proud of it. Nothing to brag about. It's just stupid. Okay. But there's a lot of idiots out there that take themselves serious, and they're a group that's like that. You know, and they just have succeeded in getting a lot of fools to think that they are legit. But you know. That is just ridiculous. You know, it, it's ridiculous, but yet, you know, what, what is it that we have done that God has put on there? I'll tell you, it's been being loving. It's telling the truth. They're, they're responding the same way they, res, they responded to Jesus. <clears throat> there's nothing different here, folks. And as we look at these things, we're going to find out there's nothing different. Okay? In fact, Jesus warned us this, this is what was going to happen. Okay? Jesus said, the world cannot hate you, but me I hate it. Okay? Listen, I've been in this community for eight, over eight years now. My neighbors like me. I, I worked in a factory, and pretty much everybody in the factory, with a few exceptions, disliked me. Okay? I, you know, I am a very liked person. Everybody in our church, we are very liked people. We are super nice people. You know, and we have had nothing but great response, but, you know... A group, you know, a select group wants to go and accuse us of things. And you've got others that are out there that are willing to just ignore the fact that, you know, we've been out here for all these years, have a great reputation. You know, some people even ignore the fact that they go to this church and actually know us. You know, they'll ignore the, they'll ignore the evidence of the years that they have sat in this congregation and have, I mean, had personal interaction with us and what they are so programmed by the news media, they'll hear a report that says something different and all of a sudden they believe that report. That's how brainwashed people are. Now listen, if, if Fox News came out and said Santa Claus is real, somebody all would believe it. That's all there is to it. If CNN said the Easter Bunny was spotted, you, you'd all believe it. Okay, That's how programmed some people are. 
And if somebody on the news said that you're a Muslim, you'd believe that too. Because that's how, how dumb people are and how programmed people are. But understand that that's just the way it is, okay? The wicked, they turn everything around. They're, they're, you know, they don't care about the truth. So, you know, Jesus never did anything to hurt anyone. All he did was he told them the truth. And so, uh, that's, that's the only thing that Jesus ever even did that could have even been perceived as negative. I mean, who gets mad at healing? The Pharisees did. But yet they got mad at that. You know, who would get mad at multiplying loaves and fish? Okay? Jesus, there's nothing that he did to cause harm to anyone, but he did influence people away from wicked leaders. So he did harm the control that they had over people to do evil. But was that a hateful thing that he did or was it a loving thing that he did? That was a very loving thing that he did. And it got him accused of a bunch of stuff. And so nothing will get you in any more trouble today than preaching truth, laying out the facts, telling it like it is. You know, it will still get you in trouble today. The world has not changed. Okay. And I will never, I will never get in as much trouble as Jesus did because I'm not as loving as he is. Okay. And you say, well, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do comparisons. It's okay to do comparisons. Jesus did the comparison when he told the disciples, Hey, if they hated me, they're going to hate you too. Jesus did that. Obviously, we won't be as loving, therefore we won't be as hated. You know, we won't be, uh, you know, we won't be as hated because we won't be as much like Christ as he is. So, you know, but at, at the same time, the more we're like Christ, the more we're going to get treated like Christ. That, that's all there is to it. The Bible promises that. Okay, I don't care what Pastor Skinny Jeans has told you. Okay, I, I, I don't care. He's not having any impact on the world. He's just conforming to the world. You know, yeah, he's going to keep being loved by the world because the world loves his own. That's all there is to it. So what I want to do in this message, I want to show you the consequences of loving wicked people. And you know what, folks? We're going to keep loving wicked people. And if we keep loving wicked people, we're going to keep getting hammered. We're going to keep getting persecuted. And if you don't like it, there are plenty of churches out there who don't love the wicked that you can go to. That will go and make you feel good about yourself where you'll never be threatened. You'll never have any threat of losing anything. It'll make you popular with the community. And you can go on and keep continue hating those people into hell. But here, we're going to keep loving the wicked. We're going to keep loving like Jesus loved. That's all there is to it. Hey, we didn't come here to just be another pathetic church just sitting there doing nothing but just collecting offerings. You know, preachers is collecting their paycheck, just trying to get in good and trying to be a big shot in the community. That's not what we're here for. We are here to preach the truth. We are here to be like Jesus Christ. We are here to love people, even the wicked. Oh, I don't see that as love. Hey, yeah, the wicked, they don't respond to it right. Yeah, Pastor Tommy, you know, you know, I mean, how many churches, you know, get put on hate lists and things like that? The ones who actually love people. Okay, you know, I don't, you know, it, they, they, they persecuted Christ. Okay, and when we're like him, we're going to get the same kind of thing. So let's see what happens when, we're, when we love the wicked. Okay, because our world today, it does not know what love is. What God calls love, they call evil. And what they call love, God calls an abomination. God, it's called, it's perversion. And so what happens when you tell the truth today? Well, look at what it said again in Matthew 27, verse 11, when he said, Art thou king of the Jews? Do you say to them, thou sayest? 
And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. And then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? Now, we're not going to go to all the passages. But what's funny, though, is all the, you know, it gives us a lot of the witnesses that they gave. But you know what? It's, it's interesting how the, the gospels show that the witnesses did not agree together. Did you know they weren't supposed to put anyone to death at the mouth of only one witness? It was supposed to be at the mouth of two or three witnesses. And while Jesus had many witnesses, none of them agreed together. And you know what's crazy? Because in our social media world today, in our mob mentality world today, you know, it's amazing the things that you can get accused of and held accountable for. You know, we've got people in here that have been accused of being human traffickers. Why? Because they're soul winning in an area. They're giving the gospel. And folks, this is this is the world we live in, all right? And it, you know, and it, it doesn't bother me by the reprobate when the reprobates do it. But there was even Christian people. There was one guy who even asked me if I wanted to have him come as an evangelist to our church one time. That when he saw the post, he did a post against you guys for going out soul winning in an area, you know, more than an hour and a half away from our church. These people aren't even going to come to their church. Yeah, that's right. We're going to get nothing from them. Nothing. But you know what? We're just preaching the gospel to them. We have nothing to gain from going into into the inner city, going into a poor neighborhood, and giving people the the gospel. We have nothing to gain from that. Isn't that being loving? I mean, that's what I thought it was. But boy, he's just indignant about it. I mean, this bum, this scumbag that calls himself an evangelist is going to go and rip these guys. And and he knows me. He knows our church. He knows what we stand for. But, you know, he got freaked out because he saw all the accusations. Well, I don't want to get I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to get accused of anything. And so what does he do? You know, he's just crying out, crucify him, too, with the angry mob. Talking about a damnable sinner's prayer. What do you think they've got to do to get saved? You know, they've got to crawl over broken glass on their knees? You know, is that what you think? Is that what you've done? I mean, folks, this is the world that we live in, and it's the world that was in Christ's day, too. That's the kind, these, these are the things that get us in trouble. You know, that's what originally got us in trouble this week. People in town found out about our human trafficking going on in Chicago. And then started finding out all the other things. That we've been accused of. And you know, nobody's witnesses agree together. Nobody checked up with that woman and said, hey, what evidence do you have these guys were human trafficking? Was it the fact that they were handing out literature with their information on it? Because I know that's pretty common. You know, was it the collared shirt and tie that Austin was wearing? You know, was it just that creepy look that he's got? You know, well, you know is that what told you? You know, was it the fact that they were right there in a public park on public sidewalks? You know, giving the gospel? But boy, did, did people not agree with her, including supposed Christians? Folks, that's, that's the world we live in today. And you know what? If, you get, if you're going to get freaked out by that kind of stuff, you know, move on, all right? There's plenty of churches you can go to where they're not going to do any soul. They're not going to get any persecution because they don't do anything. Okay? There's plenty of those around here. Okay, and so this, this is, you know, but we're going to continue doing that kind of stuff because we actually love people. But when you love the wicked, you're going to get accused of things. You're going to get accused of saying things you never said. 
And that's what they did with Jesus. It says in verse 22 of Matthew 27, Pilate saith unto him, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all said unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. I hate to get on a rabbit trail right now, but, you know, this kind of reminds me of President Trump when he's going and declaring a national emergency, shutting everything down. And then, you know, a little over a week later into it, I don't even know why we did this. Everybody's telling me we've got to do this. You know, we've got to shut the country down. You know, people want to go back to work. You know, we need to get people back to work. He's acting like he's on our side. You know, I have nothing to do with this. This is just what my advisors told me. Hey, why don't you be a leader and just do what you actually believe? Why don't you, since you're the guy that they elected... You know, how about you go and do what you think is right instead of just listening to a bunch of people that we did not elect? Oh, that, you know, that would make sense. But listen, if, you're, if, if that was your decision, if you really believe we need to shut everything down, then stick by it. Don't act like, oh, I'm with you guys. You know, and that's what Pilate did. He's the leader here. He could have stopped it, but he was a coward. So he washes his hands. I, I got nothing to do with this just person. It's amazing how leaders don't change either. Just giving in to the pressure, giving in to the multitude, giving in to the Jewish news media yelling at him. It's exactly what he was doing. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. <clears throat> then released he Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. So nobody can give any proof that Jesus has done anything. They just want him dead. That's all there is to it. And so the leaders, they just go along with it. Verse 38. Then there were two thieves crucified with him, the one on the right hand, the other on the left. And they that passed by reviled, wagging, reviled him, wagging their heads and saying, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the son of God, come down from the cross. Notice this. Notice again what they said. Thou that destroyest the temple in three days, raise it up again. Did Jesus say he was going to destroy the temple? Jesus didn't say that, did he? Remember what he said? Jesus said, said that about them. He said, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up again. Now, we all know he was talking about his body. okay? But he said, destroy this temple. But what did they do? And I think they knew what he was talking about too. But you know what they did? They turned it around. And not only, so he didn't say, I will destroy this temple, and I'll raise it up. He was referring to them doing it. But nope. Oh, look at that guy. And you know, and here's the thing that just blows my mind about this. They're accusing him of all these things. You got a multitude around watching it. How come nobody was honest enough to say, well, that's not exactly what he said. Now, I don't like him either. You know, I don't like Jesus either. I don't believe what he's teaching either. But, you know, that, that's not what he said. Why is it that people who hate us, Okay. Whenever we just get the most outrageous accusations thrown at us, they're not even honest enough to defend us when it comes to things like that. You know, why is it that even the Christians, you know, supposed Christians, can't get up and say, you know, I don't agree with this church. I don't really agree with their method of soul winning. But, you know, going soul winning is not really that weird of a thing to do. You know, there's a lot of churches that do that type of thing. It's been going on for a really long time. You can't accuse somebody of human trafficking because they were out giving the gospel to people. You know, why can't they at least say that? You know, it's, but you know, what do they do? They just jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, 
That's true too. Why they just want anything to stick. That's what all our enemies do with us. I I have never seen an enemy of mine who knows the facts go and correct anyone who falsely accuses, even in their presence. Even if they do it on their website or leave a comment on their video, they never correct it. Yeah, just any, anything bad, they'll say it. And that's what they did here. Nobody's correcting this, even though this is obvious, not what Jesus said at all, but that's what's going to happen. And not only that, not only are you going to get accused of saying things you never said, people are going to believe it. Why? Because they need it to be true. In verse 41, Matthew 27, it says, Likewise also the chief priests, mocking him with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. Lie. Folks, that is a lie. Not only did Jesus, he didn't come down at the cross, but Jesus died and rose again three days later, and they still didn't believe him. You know, because they were lying. You know, and they say, if you'll do this, you know, we'll leave, you know, we'll leave you alone if you won't preach so hard on the homos. Lie. Okay, even if we lighten up our stance on the homos a little bit, you think they're going to give in? They're not going to give in to we're letting them stand behind this pulpit. Until they have all the same rights and privileges of as any normal person, they will never stop persecuting. So, you know, we're not going to go and just give ourselves a little more time and just bend and just say, all right, you know, it was a sin in the Old Testament, but it's not, it's not that big. You know, it's a big deal today, but, you know, who, who cares? You know, all right. You know, I'm not worried about it. You know, I'm more worried about the coronavirus and AIDS, you know, because you know, you know, the news media hasn't told me to be worried about AIDS right now. Now, they were in the 90s. We were all in the 90s. We were all supposed to be dying of AIDS. I don't know if you all remember that. I remember, I remember everybody was scared of that. We were all going to have the AIDS, you know, AIDS by, you know, I forgot what year. And, you know, that's not really the case. But, you know, they're, they're never going to stop. Okay. So, what, you know, what are we going to do? Just, we can, give them, we can give them a little bit. And what are they going to do? They're just going to want more. It's not going to stop. You know, what are we going to do? Are we just going to go and just, you know, lighten up a little bit, hoping they focus on somebody else, hoping they attack somebody else? That's not what we're going to do. That's not what we've been called to do. And that, that's not Christ-like to do that kind of thing. So they're, just, they're lying when they say that. Okay, People are lying when they say that. People who would encourage us to compromise, you know, we'd be okay. No, they're lying. They're, they're lying. They're going to continue moving the goalposts and these things. We're not going to do that. So Luke 23, verse 1 says, And the whole multitude of them arose and led him to Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ the King. Now, does anybody remember what Jesus said about giving tribute to Caesar? I believe he said, Render therefore unto Caesar's the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. Isn't that exactly what Jesus said? But... Where's anybody stepping up and saying, oh, actually, that's not what he said. That's not even close to what he said. They're saying he's forbidding. Why? Because people just wanted something. They needed something to accuse him of. I mean, folks, the things that I have been accused of saying this week have just blown my mind. And I'm thinking, first off, is there anyone dumb enough to believe I actually say these things? And the truth is, yes, there are. Hey, there's a reason the news media is getting really good ratings. 
Because people are dumb enough to believe them. They'll believe anything, folks. So, you know, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. But yet here we have, I mean, we have the record of Jesus Christ saying the exact opposite. But yet, look what he's getting accused of. You know, how do you win in that situation? You know, Brother Tom, if you just were a little nicer about things, you know, then people would respond better. No, they wouldn't. I can't get nicer than Jesus. Well, you know, maybe if you just word things a little better. I mean, you can't get any more clear than render unto Caesars the things that are Caesars. But yet, they took that as, he says, not, we shouldn't pay tribute to Caesar. I mean, folks, it, it, it's, it's amazing. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou king of the Jews? And he answered and said, Thou sayest it. And then said Pilate to the chief priests and the people, I find no fault in this man. And they were the more fierce, saying, He stirreth up the people, teaching throughout all Jewry, beginning from the Galilee to this place. Another thing that's going to happen, if you continue to love like Jesus Christ loved, you're going to get accused of causing other things to do things you never told them to do. Because isn't that what we get accused of all the time? You know, we teach about what the government ought to do, and everybody interprets that as you're telling everybody to go kill homos. No, absolutely not. And no matter how many ways I have said, you know, don't go killing homos. Every, no, no matter how many ways I tell you that, you know, we would, we would throw you out of this church. If, if any of you all went and you murdered a homo, okay, Let's get this on record. You get kicked out of our church and turned into the police. All right, y'all understand that? All right, just let me get get on record as saying that. We will turn murderers, even of homos, over to the police. Okay? And you'll get kicked out of the church. Okay? Can, can I get any more clear than that right there? But No. No, you know, that statement right there, if it got in the right hands, you know what the headline's going to be? Pastor encourages congregation to go out and commit mass genocide. I, I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying the truth. I'm saying what I believe. It's from the heart. But it's, isn't that exactly what happened with Jesus? It's exactly what happened with Jesus. And it says, in, uh, and, you, know, they, that, you know, they said what he's doing, that he's stirring up the people. Where do we see? In fact, I see more where Jesus stopped people from committing insurrection. They were, there was a time where they were wanting to make him king, which would have caused a great stir and a great battle. And Jesus refused it. He, stopped, he got out of there. Jesus did more to stop trouble than he did to stir up trouble. But he's being accused of stirring up trouble. Why? Because these people are just wicked. They hated what he taught. They hated him because they were wicked. And they, wanted to, they just wanted him to go away. And so notice too, in, back in Matthew 27, in verse 62, it says, Now the next day, they, that, uh, the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that the deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. I think it's interesting how the priests and the Pharisees they got that prophecy, but the disciples didn't. It's kind of an interesting side note there. And then he says, Command therefore that the sepulchre be made sure unto the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead, so the last error shall be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, Ye have a watch, go your way, make it as sure as ye can. So notice how they're like, you know, this is what we think his disciples are going to do because of what we think he said. And notice his disciples didn't even, his disciples didn't even 
believe he was going to rise from the dead three days later. And so they are, they're just assuming. Why? Because they're judging them as they were in their hearts that they're going to fake a resurrection. That's what they're going to do. And isn't it amazing how often we get accused, you know, how could, like, for example, too, in the news media, right? This is about us. But look how every time there's a mass shooting, they're just licking their chops, hoping it's going to be a right-wing conservative. You know, and they're always disappointed when they find out it's like another Muslim or another left-wing nut job liberal. They're always, you know, it's like, please, some right-winger, you know, some guy with the Second Amendment or a National Rifle Association bumper sticker, please go shoot a place up. You know, that's what the news media is. And it just doesn't happen. But yet, isn't that what we're all supposed to do? You know, because we all have guns and AR-15s and things, you know, that we're all just going to go do all these things. And so, you know, let's make these laws to stop you all from doing these things you've never done. You know, things that you've never even told anyone to do. But we just think you're going to do that. Let's go and make all these laws to stop you. You know, why don't right now, why don't we go shut down all the gun stores while this, you know, pandemic's going on? Because we think all those right-wingers are going to go, you know, all zombie apocalypse on everybody and shooting everybody. You know, it's not going to happen. But yet they go and they tell you these things are going to happen. And then they make laws and start implementing things, you know, as though you've already done them. And folks, there is no example. Now, back in the old days, I've heard some stories. I heard, I heard Billy Kelly, an old uh, revivalist preacher from back in the day, basically telling a story about how they used to pretty much go and lynch homos. Uh, it, was kind of, it was kind of scary. You know, it was way back in the day, it was down in the deep south and stuff. Now, you know, I'm not going to say that's never happened in the United States. Okay? It did. Uh, it did. There was a time in our country... Or they put homos to death, okay? And they lynched them, and, you know, that wasn't the way to do it. You know, uh, due process, all that kind of stuff. I, I believe in that. However, in the last 20 or 30 years, okay, do we know, have anybody ever heard of a Baptist, you know, that went and heard his preacher preach about the homos and just went out killing homos? I've never even heard of that. Okay? Now, I'm, there might be one psycho nut job out there that you know was off his meds, you know, and, and but I don't even know of that, folks. It, it just it's not happening. It doesn't happen. Okay? Why? Because nobody's teaching that. But to listen to these people, you'd think that's what we're teaching, wouldn't you? It's just it, it, it's fake. That's all there is to it. They're just they're they're judging us as though they are in their hearts. And so they just assume the disciples, they're going to go and they're going to do this fake resurrection. And what's interesting uh, in Matthew 28, verse 11, it says, now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came to the city and showed unto the chief priests, all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers saying, say ye, his disciples came by night and stole them away whilst we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. This saying is commonly reported among the Jews. Reported by the reporters, by the Jewish news media back in that day, that the disciples faked a resurrection. They went and they stole the body of Jesus Christ in the middle of the night, trying to make it look like he rose again from the dead. Fake news. Fake news is what they ended up doing. They end up covering up the real story. And they literally paid people to promote a lie. Who are those people today? Anderson Cooper, Rachel Madcow. I mean, all people, people like that. Okay, and you know, I'll, I'll, you know, let's just make everybody mad. Tucker Carlson. Okay, you know, let's just make let's make everybody mad. 
But that's, that's what they're getting paid to do. But you know what? So the wicked, they ignore any facts that don't go along with what they need to be true. And folks, people need me to just be some just crazy monster. But you know, I'm not trying to talk about myself, but I'm just not. People that know us like us because we're nice people. You know, we have a nice family. We're a nice church. You know, the first time I went to Faithful Word, I, you know, I, you know, I had just heard so much junk, even though I knew there was like a part of me that just kind of expected like, this place is going to be kind of crazy, you know? And I, I remember just how surprised I was, just how normal of a church it was. Even though I knew what they thought was the truth, it's just, you can't help hear all that stuff and some things not stick, you know, in, in your head. And so it was, I remember just, I was like, wow, this place is a very normal Baptist church. Okay? But yet, look how many people out oh, all that place is crazy. You know, there's people are a bunch of nut jobs. You know, everybody, you know. No, that's not the case. That's just what you're hearing. You're, you're hearing all that propaganda, and a lot of people believe it because they need it to be true. And notice, too, in 1 Corinthians 15, because remember I said out the mouth of two or three witnesses? How many people actually witnessed the resurrection of Jesus? Now, it was probably only two or three that they paid to say that he was stolen away. But let's see how many actually saw the truth that he was resurrected. It says that he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. 500 people saw Jesus at one time after the resurrection. Most of them were still alive during Paul's day. Most of them were still alive, but yeah, that didn't count. Uh, you know, that, that doesn't count. So, well, you know, Pastor Tommy, I'm here, I've been hearing some things about your church. Well, where'd you hear? From one person who's never been to our church? Why don't you get the witness of all the people that have been in our church for years and years? Listen to them. You know, why don't, why don't they come and question some of you all and say, hey, has Pastor Tommy ever told you to go kill anybody? <laughs> why don't they do that? Because they know they're probably not going to hear what they want to hear. So you know who they're going to question? Somebody who did, you know, did a Facebook post. Oh, well, I heard on a Facebook post that Pastor Tommy holds women down and tells them they have to submit to their husbands. <laughs> Folks, I've never done that. I, I've never, I don't know where that one came from, but that, that's so, that's the social media world. That's the kind of people we're dealing with. And isn't that kind of what Jesus, is that not what Jesus dealt with? Just completely making things up. So one thing you're going to find out too, you're going to find yourself abandoned by those who should be defending you. Okay. Now, folks, said I, I, I put this message together about three days ago. This is my third point in there. But look, Matthew twenty six thirty one says, Then said Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise said all his disciples, what think ye? They answered and said, he is, or I'm sorry, uh, now jump down to verse 66. So after Peter has said all of this, in Matthew chapter 26, when it got real, okay, when all of a sudden the soldiers show up 
Okay? And Peter, for a moment, for a moment, he got, he got, remember, he took a swing at a soldier, you know, but then Jesus rebuked him for it. I don't know if he got bent out of shape then, but then we see how he followed Jesus afar off. But notice in verse 66, this is while Jesus is being accused and Peter is, you know, off in the distance, watching what's going on. He should be testifying on behalf of Jesus. But listen to what it says in verse 66. What think ye? They answered and said, he is guilty of death. Then they did spit in his face and buffeted him and others smote him with the palms of their hands, saying, prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? Now Peter sat without in the palace and a damsel came unto him, saying, thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I don't know what thou sayest. I don't know what you're talking about. Notice how when it got real. All of a sudden now, he's changed his tune. And you know the story. He, he ended up denying Jesus Christ three times. And then he ran off crying. Went out and wept bitterly. And listen, when, when the persecution gets real, people change real quick. You know, when, when the trouble actually comes, boy, people talk about, love to talk about how hardcore they are. But boy, when the opposition actually comes, you know, that's when you find out who's just a talker and who's the real deal. And let me just give you a little bit of wisdom right here, a little nugget of wisdom. Okay, the guy who beats his chest the loudest, especially when things are good, is the first one that's going to be running when things get difficult. Just, just mark it down. The guy who's just steady and quiet and just doesn't say a whole lot, they're usually the ones that come, come through when things get tough. That's just the way it works. And Peter was always the first one to open his mouth. But, you know, there he is denying Jesus three times. And, you know, he, Peter wasn't the only one. Jesus said, all of you are going to do it. And they all scattered. They all abandoned Jesus that night. So that's, that's just what's going to happen, folks. It's just the way it is. You know, when we see things like this happen, you know, we're not going to throw our hands up in despair. You know, why would, why would we quit and give up on God when it turns out the Bible's true again? You know, when Jesus, when, I mean, we should get freaked out when these things don't happen. Okay? Because something's wrong. And it's amazing how many people, they act like Christ, they preach like Christ, they love like Christ, and then they get persecuted and they're like, what happened? Exactly what Jesus said would happen. You know, and then, you know, I mean, Jesus, he warned about, you know, uh, you know those who love, uh, what verse am I thinking of? My mind just went blank about how they love the false prophets. You know, they, the, world, the world loves them. Woe to ye when all men shall speak well of you. For so did they to the false prophets. And you know, and you got these guys out there. It said, Pastor Skinny Jeans, he's wearing the skinny jeans. Not, some, some of them wear them because they're queers, all right? And they like it. Some are wearing skinny jeans, though, as uncomfortable as they've got to be to fit in. Because they want to be loved by everyone. And you know what? That's not good. That's not the way, that's not the way we're supposed to be as Christians. But that's what's going on. And you know what? They want to be loved because they love themselves. That's all there is to it. And so the last thing we see in the story is the persecution that Jesus endured. It came from the very people he was loving. It says in Luke 23, 33, And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. 
And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be the Christ, the chosen of God. Notice what Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And here they are, while they are calling on him to save himself, and in their minds, if he saves himself, then we'll believe him. You know, then we will do what he wants. But what they didn't realize is that he had to die. He had to suffer to save them. They were calling on him to save himself, not realizing what he was doing was to save them. And you know, our world today, they're trying to pressure us into lightening up and into not preaching so hard on things, thinking, you know, if you'll do this, you know, then we will do what you're saying you want us to do. No, we are doing these things for you. We are preaching the truth for you. We're taking the beating. We're taking the persecution. We're taking the bad reputation. We're taking all that stuff because we actually love the people in this community and want somebody to tell them the truth. We understand. We know, folks, we, we look at the science and we see what perversion does to people. We don't want that. Everybody thinks our government is so loving right now because they're working so hard to stop us from getting the coronavirus. Why don't they do anything to stop people from getting AIDS? You know, why, you know, why aren't they doing something about that? Why aren't they doing more to protect children from pedophiles? Why aren't they doing more about that? Because they don't really care about that kind of stuff. But you know what? We do. We actually care. So when we're preaching against these perverts, we're doing that knowing we're going to make some people mad at us. We're going to get accused of some things, but somebody's got to hear the truth. There's people out there that because they're so brainwashed by television and the news media, they're letting these creeps into their house. They're, they're allowing them to come to their family reunions. There's people, preachers, that are even letting them into their churches around their children because they're scared somebody's going to say something negative against them. But folks, we know the damage, the psychological damage, the physical damage that can be done to, to a child by one of these people. And so we're going to keep them out of our midst. And we're going to get accused of all kinds of stuff for that. But I can't help it. I'm not not capable of the hatred that this world has for people. I, I, I love people too much. I'm too loving. And Jesus, he was way too loving to just come down off that cross and to do what the people said. Because, folks, I mean, you know, Jesus wasn't like me. Okay, Jesus didn't have the sin nature like I have. But I got to think it would have been good. It's like, you want me to come off this cross? I'll come off this cross and I'll give you an early entrance into hell. That's what I would have done because I'm not as loving as Jesus. So he did. He, he had to, he had to, you know, take the grief and folks, I'm just fed up with people saying, you need to be more like Christ. It's like, you don't even know who Jesus is. That that's all there is to it. They've got a fake Christ that they've made up. John seven, seven, says, the world cannot hate you, but me it hated because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. The only thing Jesus ever did, he physically never hurt a person. All he did was preach the truth. Folks, the, the police in this area would agree, my criminal record proves I have never hurt anyone. 
I've never hurt anybody in this area. But you know what I have done? I have preached the truth. And I am on, I'm on some website, Real Life Villains. I've never hurt anybody. I'm a real life villain. <laughs> and I try not to let that stuff go to my head. Okay? I don't shoot for stuff like that. You know, I would prefer them take me off that list. You know, I, would, I, wish, I wish Southern Poverty Law Center was like, you know, this is stupid. We're giving these people attention they don't deserve. We're taking them off the list. You know, I, I'm not looking to get on these things. All right? I, I'd, rather not, I'd rather not be on them. I'd rather not get the negative attention. I wish I could just make it go away. But the only way I can make it go away is to give them what they want. You know, Jesus could have got the people to stop spitting on him if he had come off the cross. But what good would he have done them? That would have been horrible to them. And his love for them is what caused him to stay on the cross. And our love for people is what's going to cause us to keep preaching the truth. We are not worth hating. And nobody hates us. John fifteen nineteen says, If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they have not kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which are done, which none other man did, they had not had sin, but now they have both seen and hated both me and my father. But this has come to pass that the word might be fulfilled. It is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. So, folks, it says that they, you know, they, you know, all these things do for, for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. You know, you know why they say you're not very much like Christ? Because they don't know Christ. You know, why, why can't you be more like Christ when we're just preaching the words of Christ? Because they don't know him. But yet these same people that were crucifying Jesus, they did it in the name of God, didn't they? But they, it's because they didn't know God. So, folks, that's what, you know, that's what we're up against. That's the way it's always going to be. And, you know, get used to it or go compromise somewhere else. Because, you know, this is, this is not the place for that. We are, you know what? Not only do I declare, declare the Southern Poverty Law Center a hate group, I declare Liberty Baptist Church a love group. So that cancels it out. So, yeah, we're on their list as a hate group, but we are on Tommy McMurtry's list as a love group. That's what Liberty Baptist Church is. And so next time, if anybody ever brings that up, just say yes, but we're also on that list. And I'm going to have to start working on that website. So anyway, with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your word. Dear God, I pray. Uh, that you'll help us to remember these things, Lord, during these difficult, crazy times we live in, Lord. Help us not to uh, give in. Help us to continue loving people like you did. Help us to follow your example and help us to just remember who you are, Lord. Help us not to uh, get caught up into following after this fake Jesus that's out there that's uh, uh, just made up from men's wicked imaginations. But I pray you'll help us to just stick to uh, your word and that we will be that uh, great light and continue to show great love for others. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, go.